Hey everyone, and welcome to the Interview Expert Podcast. I'm your host, Owen Murray, an interview coach, podcaster, and recruitment manager. Thanks to each and every one of you who come back to listen, learn, and grow. This podcast is where hiring managers from diverse backgrounds share their insights to support you on your interview journey. Join us as we explore tips, strategies, and real-world experiences to help you ace your interview and land your dream job. And welcome to today's episode, Culture Matters. I am thrilled to have a remarkable guest with us today, Latorsha Hill, a Senior Director at Hewlett-Packard. Latorsha describes herself as a human-centric leader, an advisor, a coach, and a player. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. In this episode, Latorsha and I deep dive into the importance of finding the right company culture. Join us as we explore strategies, insights, and personal experiences to help you navigate the search for a workplace culture that aligns with your values and goals. So sit back, hit play, and let's reshape the way you approach finding the right company culture. But before we get into it, I have one favor to ask you. The majority of people who watch and listen to this podcast have yet to hit the follow or subscribe button. I can't tell you how important this is. If you hit that follow or subscribe button, I promise I will get more guests that you want to see. And thank you for lending me your ears, whether you're walking, running, at the gym, walking the dog, cooking, whatever you're up to. Thanks for listening to The Interview Expert. Latorsha, how are you? Welcome to the show. It's fantastic to have you here. Uh, just to kick things off, Latorsha, would you mind introducing yourself uh, to our listeners? Uh, share maybe a bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. We're really excited to learn more about you. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Owen. I'm happy to be here. So hi, everybody that uh, will be listening. I'm Latorsha Hill, and um, my role is Senior Director of Culture, Equity, and Inclusion Programs at HP Inc. I'm based in Austin, Texas in the United States. I have a little dog that uh, is my baby. And, uh, and yeah, and we, we have a good time. Love to do nature walks, love to kind of be out in the environment, love to travel, and very excited to be here today because I think the topic is very top of mind and a passion area for me. So happy to be here today. Fantastic. Thanks for that great introduction, Latorsha. Um, what advice would you give to someone trying to pursue a career similar to yours, Latorsha? Yeah, so my... This is interesting because my career is a little mixed, right? So I've done a ton of things, um, but all within this area of human resources, or now we're moving to the, the, the terminology of people, right, or people organizations. But I've had a career that has kind of spanned across many disciplines within HR, and interestingly enough, I actually do what I went to school to do, um, which I actually think is kind of cool. It took me a while to get there in school, kind of trying to figure out what I was interested in. And I really liked human resources at the time because I figured it could be a career where I could do a lot of different things, but still stay within the same field. And that appealed to me because I can get bored quite easily. Um, so I like to switch things up. So in my career, I have um, kind of jumped around and done different things from recruiting to program management to uh, benefits to HR business partner to learning and organizational development now in culture. 
um, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I have definitely kind of run around the, the, the sprint of HR rotations throughout my career. And I would say, you know, if anybody is kind of interested in this sort of career, it's about raising your hand and making, you know, that, that known to other people, mm -hmm. right? I don't think HR is a difficult field to enter. I think you just have to be very specific on where, um, mm -hmm. because not all disciplines within the field are easily transferable, but some of them are. And so I would say, if you are interested, find people that you might know that are in the field and just start to ask questions, right? And we've had, you know, throughout my career, I've seen several people come from other organizations from, you know, technical and non-technical backgrounds come into mm -hmm. HR and take a rotation. Um, and it's worked out really well. And so I don't think it's a uh, exclusionary field at all. I think it's just about really kind of exploring it, seeing where your interest is, and then kind of making your, you know, voice known that that's something that you're interested in and, and kind of networking to find individuals that may be able to kind of help connect you. Absolutely. And you use a really good expression there, raising your hand, right? Um, and I think, I suppose, for anyone out there that's looking to uh, get into something like uh, you got into originally, um, Latoya uh, HR, um, you know, it's important you get in front of the experts and um, who actually, um, you know, have these type of careers. Um, and you also mentioned networking as well, um, you know, networking uh, and speaking to people that actually do these type of jobs. Um, is so effective, uh, not just to find yeah. out information about the uh, field, but also to use that information in your um, interviews as well. Um, Absolutely. I suppose for, for anyone out there that, you know, I think you, you came across HR, What? how did you come across that? What was the process and what was the sort of stood out to you as being really important and uh, kind of then going into that career? Yeah, this is... I love this question because it gives me an opportunity to talk about um, my family a little bit. So I was raised in Detroit, Michigan, in the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan, within the United States, which for those of you that may not be familiar with Detroit, it is dubbed the Motor City Capital of the United States. So it's where you will find a lot of the top three um, U.S. car manufacturers, their um, automobile plants where they actually build um, and manufacture the cars. And so being from Detroit, my family, a lot of them worked in one of these auto industries. And I would always hear these stories about labor relations and mm -hmm. uh, the unions, right? And the fight between labor relations and the unions and and it was it was like a circus for me, but it was like pure entertainment because I had so many family members um, and friends that worked in the in the auto industry. And so it intrigued me from a young age to understand the dynamics between labor unions and labor relations or the management groups within within these auto um, companies. And so that kind of piqued my interest. And I went to school. And I, you know, I knew I kind of wanted to work um, with people, but I didn't kind of know 
how and in what way that would show up. And so to be honest with you, my first two years of undergraduate school, I kind of like meandered around and tried to figure out like what I wanted to do. And it wasn't really great. I kind of didn't feel great about myself because I was like, hmm, it feels like all of my friends know what they want to do. They're very focused. And I'm kind of like wandering around waiting for something to smack me in the head. Um, and finally, that happened for me in my junior year. Um, and I, I met a person that was actually in graduate school and she was doing a program that was called a, a, a master's of um, labor relations and human resources. And so I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Tell me more. And the more I learned about it, the more intrigued I was. And so at that point, I wasn't even considering graduate school. But I knew that I wanted to get a concentration in this area. I knew I wanted to make money in this area. And so I convinced myself I needed to go and get my master's degree. So I finished undergrad and went straight away um, to graduate school. And thankfully, I did uh, <clears throat> get accepted into that program. And in that program, I very much thought I was going to go the labor relations route. But actually, as I started to get into my coursework, I was finding myself more intrigued with the human resource management side um, of the house. And so it kind of took off from there. And that's sort of where I kind of, you know, spent most of my time in my program. You got to actually choose which track at a certain point in the program that you wanted to go. Um, and I actually ended up choosing the human resource management side of the track. And I don't regret it one of the best best decisions I've ever made in my life to do that. So that's kind of how I, I got to where I got. Amazing. It's so refreshing to hear that. And uh, I, I love the way sort of, you know, maybe if you hadn't met that person, that career would have been, would have been different, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I could be a software engineer right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know sort of throughout your career as well, uh, Latorsha, culture within an organization um, has been something you have been involved in. Um, and um, I'd, I'd love to know sort of, you know, from a candidate's perspective, when they are interviewing, it's uh, it's important that they find out what the culture of the business is like, uh, because the culture of the business is not right for everyone sometimes. Um, how do you think a candidate could find out about the culture of a business during the interview process? I love this question, and I think it's one that um, we should all be asking ourselves more. Um, I've done a lot of interviewing in my career, and I would say I very rarely hear people ask about the culture, right? I think people assume that I go into the website and, you know, it tells me certain facts about an organization. Great. I understand it. But I would actually encourage candidates to really dig in. So when you're on your websites and you're looking at the company and you see things that are intriguing for you, when you have that opportunity to meet with that recruiter, really impress them on yeah. what those things look like. Right. So, hey, I see that you, you know, you know, you believe in diversity and inclusion within your organization. Tell me what that looks like. Right. How, how do you all demonstrate that um, within your organization? How does that show up within your you know, communities that you're working with, right? Really don't be afraid to kind of go in and press and ask those questions because culture is really big, right? It will mm. it will be a, a maker or breaker of, you know, how you enjoy your career and the work. 
um, that you contribute at your company. And so I really highly encourage people to spend more time probing recruiters and hiring managers about the culture and what it actually looks like in real life mm-hmm. um, and not shying away from those tough questions to make sure that, you know, when you get that offer, um, it is truly somewhere that you see yourself fitting in in a culture that really embodies your values. Absolutely. And it's such a good question to ask during an interview process, right? Um, it really shows uh, how interested you are in actually the culture of the business and, uh, you know, how everyone communicates with everyone. Um, I think for anyone looking uh, at what type of culture a business has, um, you know, empathy is a huge one that I always um, yeah. say to my clients to, to look out for, um, especially when you meet your potential um boss or your your manager um you know and can you relate to to those people as well that you've met um also as well i always think the companies that i've joined anyway um the tuition the companies that offer good benefits usually you know there's a positive culture there because they take care of their employees uh, as much as possible um and uh there's one thing as well that i never really got used to it in my career and I don't know what your opinion on this would be Latoya but the less politics in a company the better when you get in <laughs> because you can end up yeah. spending your time with in a company that has a lot of politics uh, most of your time dealing with those politics rather than actually getting on with your job I don't know what your thoughts are on that. yeah yeah I you know I I, I want to just I, I will say don't don't let me forget if I get back if I forget to get back to your question in, on the politics. But I want to back yeah. up and actually say, I think it's important. Culture is. And I know I say, said said this before, um, and I may be a bit repeating myself, but those that are listening, like this is so so incredibly big. And your point about empathy really resonated mm-hmm. with me because I recall um, years ago I was interviewing. Um, for a role and it was a very prestigious company. Everyone would know it if I mentioned it. And I had a great rapport with the recruiter. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the hiring manager and I could just tell after that 45 minutes of speaking with her that it was not a fit. I did not feel the empathy. I did not feel like the care for me as a person like in the that 45 minute conversation it felt like um you know it, she was just checking off a list of what she can get from the machine <laughs> and i was the machine <laughs> yeah yeah and so um so i left that interview with with her though i was invited to continue i promptly called the recruiter and said i am not going to continue um and here's why and yeah. interestingly enough, the recruiter told me, yeah, I was I was hoping that that wouldn't be your experience, but this is what we've heard from other candidates. Mm-hmm. So trust your gut mm-hmm. when you are in those scenarios where you're not feeling that it's a right fit. If you have the flexibility um, to do that, obviously, I know everybody has different circumstances, but if you have the flexibility, you know, to be choosy and selective. Be choosy and selective and find that organization that has that culture that really resonates with your values. To your point about the politics, very quick answer here. Yes, absolutely agree. <laughs> the thing that's challenging there, though, Owen, is that 
sometimes you can't really get a full understanding of the politics until you're actually there. Mm -hmm. Um, But to the degree that you can figure it out, like if you know someone within the organization already um, that can help shed some light, it is absolutely um, a a benefit if you have less of the the politics so that you can really focus on um, the things that matter. Yeah, it is. It's true, Latoya. Like, it's hard to find that out in an interview process because no one's really going to share that with you. Um, I think what you're talking about there, especially when you uh, you're talking about meeting your your manager, your future manager, it's an automatic red flag. If you're if you're not building rapport with that person, you're not going to look up to them. You're not going to um, you know learn from them. Um, that's an automatic red flag. And um, you know, I think you did a great thing by going back to your recruiter and saying thank you but no thanks um you know the the worst situation you get into is go down the interview process accept the role still have that red flag and then in six months time realize oh i shouldn't have actually taken the job because this is not the right manager for me um yeah so yeah and yeah politics you're right you don't see it until you get into a business <laughs> absolutely um, sometimes you can figure out some things ahead of time but you know it, it can be tricky to understand the full gamut of politics until you're actually a part uh of the organization so yeah what is your biggest failure Latorsha, and what did you learn from it my biggest failure this question is interesting i definitely love it I usually struggle with answering it because I want to tell you everything because I'm a very hard critic of myself <laughs> and I want to be, but I want to make sure I'm very um, helpful to, to others that may, um, that may really be listening and, and trying to glean something from, from our conversation. So I'll talk about a time where I did something that was a complete like wrong thing to do. And I tell this story because of the profound lesson that I got as my manager, interacting with my manager after that thing happened. So years ago in my career, I was responsible for very sensitive data, um, like data that nobody else in the company should see, but just a few people in in my role. And I accidentally uh, shared that data with like a whole distribution list of people um, and they were able to like see each other's confidential information mm-hmm. and I, I literally wanted to liquefy and burrow into the ground um, because it was just you know just the absolute wrong thing to do I thought I was going to be fired I thought that I was going to be reprimanded I thought that I was just going to completely ruin my my career mm-hmm. The lesson that happened, though, when I told my manager, because I knew I had to tell my manager, right? This this is something you can't just sweep under the rug. Um, and I and I had the conversation with my manager. He was fantastic. The way he responded to me was the thing that made me the manager that I am today. So instead of reprimanding me, he acknowledged that, yes, that's that's probably an unfortunate thing. Not probably Mm -hmm. it is. 
Um, but it happens. You're human and it's going to be okay. Right. And just his response to me, the empathy, the respect, the understanding, the calmness, um, I take that with me today. I mean, and this is years ago. I remember that day like it was yesterday. But that was one of the first things that really started to build my um, building blocks of a leader, if you will, is to recognize the person is the most important thing, right? Mistakes happen. Mm -hmm. We deal with them. We learn from them and we move on. Today, I am the most anal retentive person when it comes to data. (laughs) that you'll ever meet, right? I'm like checking and checking, making sure that there's only the person that needs to be on this email, on this email, like the, the it's crypt, encrypted with the password. I'm sending it to myself to make sure it's encrypted. Like, so I learned a very valuable lesson with that, that I may have not known or learned um, if that wouldn't have happened or it would have taken me longer to learn in my career. And so while it was a huge mess up and a failure and I really was hard on myself, I got two very, very valuable lessons. Um, One that I both that I take with me, one on how I kind of interact and deal with things as a part of my job and two, Mm -hmm. who I am and how I show up as a leader. I think we've a, we've a common theme here on this podcast, uh, Latoursha, about, um, you know, whatever job you get, make sure you have uh, a leader that you can look up to and learn from and someone that you can respect, like the leader oh, yeah. that you had. Uh, and that's what makes a good leader, right? Um, and they're hard to find. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, so it keeps coming up there as well. And I think I think you really showed your, you're showing now your self-awareness that, uh, you know, you've made that mistake. Uh, previously and uh, you'll never make make it again so um yeah it is a great story we'll never make we haven't done it any again but you know fingers crossed that that won't happen but yeah i agree the theme that is absolutely the theme and i'm very fortunate i realized that um that i've had a slew mm. of very good managers in my career um and so I try to take those good pieces from each of them um, mm-hmm. to build my own self. I'm very far from perfect, um, mm-hmm. but I try to learn and take those good nuggets from all of the wonderful people that I've had a chance uh, to work for. Uh, and it, it kind of shows that you're obviously taking that into account during the interview process as well, that when you met someone that you felt would be a good leader, you know, you clung on to that and you accepted the job when they offered it to you, right? So, um, Absolutely. you know, and if you want to progress in your career, you, the, your leader makes you do that and help and supports you with that. Um, so, um, yeah, you, you've chosen wisely. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, are there any, anything you've read or listened to recently that has inspired you, Latoursha? Hmm. Well, I wouldn't say recently, well, it depends on how you define recently, but I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. Okay. Um, and I listen to her probably more so for myself, um, myself and my own well-being versus me as a professional. But one of the things she said to me, not to me, <laughs> I didn't have lunch with Brene Brown, 
one of the things she said in a, in a, in a, in a meeting or interview, someone was interviewing her. She started talking about perfectionism and I've always prided myself on being a perfectionist. And mm-hmm. she actually introduced the concept that perfectionist isn't actually um, an accolade that we should aspire to. It's actually a signal um, of some things that are going on internally, probably around um, some insecurities, right? Um, and not feeling good enough. And so we over rotate into this space of perfectionism. And that actually really kind of stuck with me for a while um, in thinking about why I'm so focused on being perfect with mm-hmm. everything um, and really allowing me to now start to apply that into my work. Um, and I think it's really helping me understand kind of where I am and how I got to where I am, but also helping me understand how I think about my work different as a result of kind of my mental conditioning um, yeah. of perfectionism. Right. I know I've just said a lot of things that are like very squirrely. So just really more specific is that I don't now think about perfectionism as a goal. That's not my North Star. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's healthy for me to think about everything in context of perfect. And I now spend more more time asking myself what actually needs to be perfect versus what can just be good or good enough. And that's really helping to kind of alleviate um, some pressures on me as as a professional. And where can she be found? Is it a book, uh, Latoya, or is it a podcast? Or oh, she can be found everywhere. Brene, I, I was listening to her on. It was an interview. I think I was just watching her on YouTube. But if okay. you Google her, she has books, she has podcasts, she has interviews. I think she even has a series, um, a series on HBO Max. I mean, she's everywhere. She's she's very. Um, well-known, at least within the States. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely recommend uh, Miss Brene Brown. Very good. Um, I think I, I'm going to give her a listen myself. Um, oh, yeah. I actually, I, I read a book recently uh, by a called Bill Walsh, and this is kind of apt for, for someone in, in the U.S. Um, um, so uh, Bill Walsh was a, a, a coach for the NFL. Uh, for the 49ers and the 49ers weren't doing well at all uh, until he came on board and the book is called the score will take care of itself but we're on that theme of leadership right so it's back to that again and he totally changed the culture within the the whole club so um, I think you call it a club in the US you call it a club over in in, in the UK and Ireland but um, even down to what the reception said on the phone to someone calling in uh, to how everything looked inside the dressing room, uh, to what the clothes uh, were worn by the uh, 49ers team at yeah. shows and uh, like down to a T. And the whole idea was that if you change that whole culture from the bottom, um, the yeah. score then on the scoreboard will take care of itself. And he went on to, the 49ers went on to win four or five Super Bowls. I'm not a big uh, NFL fan at all. Um, and I would recommend it. <laughs> This book by a friend and I read it and I just couldn't put it down um, so anyone that is a, uh, an aspiring leader a leader themselves are not a leader at all I would recommend to read um, and it's definitely connects to our theme today of leadership um, yeah. if you were in my shoes Latoria uh, what question would you have asked yourself that I didn't 
Oh, this is a hard question. Well, me being the ham that I am, I would have asked you, what's the secret to getting the job? <laughs> and, now, and now you want me to answer it, I'm sure. <laughs> That's a good question. And I'll take that, LaDorcia, right? So you can, you can ask me, don't worry. Um, there's no huge secret. It's about executing a good interview process. It's about finding the right company for yourself. Um, and for you to have a work-life balance, uh, that is absolutely so important in this uh, in this world we live in now. Um, and if you can find that, um, which, you know, it sounds like you did in your career and have, um, hold on to it because it's uh, it's a rarity in, in, in the job market these days. Um, and, you know, have a good think before you accept a job. I've said this on other podcasts as well. Write all the negatives, the positives down, and then make it a decision. Uh, don't make a quick decision. Uh, so no huge secret. Um, an interview process is actually more simple than you think. Um, and, um, yeah, just make sure you you choose the right business. Um, because, as I said, um, it's so important to, you know, your job's important, but uh, the rest of your life is more important. So uh, that's what I would say cool. uh, to, to that question. I love it. That's that's a perfect answer. I love it. And I um, would have I probably would have answered very similarly. Brilliant. Um Latorsha, my last question. Um what are the top three tips uh, for anyone out there that you would give in uh, interviewing at the moment for a job? I would say let's see if I can get to three. But the first thing that comes to mind is I kind of piggybacking on what you just said, right? Kind of want to piggyback on that. Um, it's be, be specific with what you want, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's so important to really understand what do I really want to do, right? I can't mm -hmm. do every job, probably don't want to do every job. So I should be very specific on what do I want, right? Mm -hmm. When you understand and know what you want to do, your passion automatically comes through. And people can see that as an interviewer, I can absolutely tell when somebody is very passionate about the work mm -hmm. versus someone is that's just trying to get a job. Yeah, it shows. It's it's like you, you're you might as well wear a big big clown suit, right? It's it's very very obvious to be able yeah. to tell the difference and differentiate. So if you can get really specific on what you want and really hone in on the things that you're excited and passionate about, that will show up for you which then in turn is a signal to the recruiter hiring manager of your interest and your passion in actually doing that role. And then the other thing is probably really obvious, but you know I can't emphasize it enough, is having the opportunity to find other people that may be doing the same type of role you want to do or are in the type of company that you want to do. So leveraging those, those sites that you have, you know, your network, and really kind of spending time in your network, maybe even before you actually need a job, so that mm -hmm. when you need a job, you're not just reaching out to somebody because you need them to do something for you, but that you're actually keeping, you know, those relationships um, warm and you're actually investing in, you know, the relationship of your network contact so that when you have that opportunity, you can reach out and really get, you know, kind of their perspective, their help, their influence um in helping you to to hopefully attain your next role 
So I didn't yeah. get to see. I got to two. Oh, I'm sorry about that. No, no, they, they, those those were really good, and uh, it's about taking your time on understanding what you want first of all, and that doesn't go just only go for someone maybe at graduate level who's looking for uh, to start their career. You can go for someone that has gone into a career and maybe they want a career change. Um, yeah. And they can they can be specific and ask themselves what they want to do after that, and actually how the skills that they have already learnt uh, can um, you know better them in a, in a different type of career. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, you know we see that all the time. Um, so don't you know stay in something just for the sake of it. Stay in something as you said that you're passionate about. Um, I love the networking piece, like um, especially when you know you're in a job, you forget that. You could be out of a job someday and you will reach out and, and uh, use that network. Um, and it could be that LinkedIn message that you sent three years ago that could come in handy for someone uh, yeah. you need to support you with your job search, um, you know, when you are looking for a job. Um, well, Latorch, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything you did. Uh, I Absolutely. think, um, you know, I really, really enjoyed our conversation. And um, yeah, all the best with everything. Thanks so much, Owen. I enjoyed the conversation as well and uh, happy to happy to share anytime. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the interview expert. Make sure to check out our website, yourhire.ie, where you can subscribe to the show and also find out more interview tips and tricks. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Owen Murray is available for private coaching. See our website for details at yourheart.ie. Until next time, do good, feel good, and be good.